If you have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 1, John chapter 1, and we'll be reading verses 1 through 5, and then verses 14 through 18. Again, that's John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and then verses 14 through 18. Let us hear God's Word this morning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Then verse 14 through 18. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me, is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who was in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and for the inspiration of it. Now may it speak to our hearts and our lives in such a way that we will be challenged, that we will be changed, and that we will never get over it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I tell you, even though there was so much preparation that was happening all throughout December. Whether it was musical rehearsals and band rehearsals or choir rehearsals or children's ministry, I mean children's choir rehearsals, whether it was, whether it was uh, shopping or whether it was cleaning or, or, or putting together a sermon or whatever part you were doing as any part or, or cooking, whatever you were doing to prepare for Christmas, isn't it wild how all of a sudden in one day you just turn around and it's over? You're like, what just happened? You're, you're like, all of a sudden, uh, when the little gas leak, I remember a buddy of mine, and, and thank the Lord he was not hurt at all. Anyway, he was trying to light one of those grills one time, and he, we just heard something, woof. And then uh, he come up and he, he said, what just happened? And his eyebrows were all looked like wiry and everything right there. And thank the Lord he wasn't hurt. But I mean, that's kind of like what Christmas can be like sometimes. Amen? You're like, whoa, what just happened? And, and, and it just seems like all the preparation leads up to that one day. And the next thing that you happen, next thing that you know, it's just, it's over. It's over. Thank the Lord that the church, we actually try to carry it a little bit. And the tradition of the church, we actually carry it through Epiphany. So the chrismon tree and, and the Advent candle and all of that will stay up 
through Epiphany Sunday, which uh, it will be uh, January, uh, well, next Sunday, I think. But anyway, but yeah, January 2nd. That's right, that's right. I mean, we'll keep it up through Thursday night, the 6th. And so, um, but, you know, it, it always seems like it just flies by or it comes up and there's all this prep and then it just really is over quickly. But you know, I think that that is the last thing that God ever intended it to be for us. In fact, I believe that what we have to do is continue to see the weight of what actually happened on Christmas and, and continue to see the power uh, and the glory that, that came that day. And, and I think one place that we can look to see that, now I, I believe the Luke 2 is, is the Christmas story. It's kind of known as the traditional Christmas story. And then Matthew has the, the tr Christmas story and Joseph's encounter with the angel and all of that. And then the wise men or the magi. And we'll talk about them some next week and stuff. But, you know, if, if you really... If you really want to get down to what happened at Christmas in a theological way, go to John 1. Go to John 1. And that's where we're going this morning. John 1 verses 1 through 3 says it like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Now, I could just spend an hour and a half uh, in all the theological and Trinitarian theology and all of that, explaining that to you just from those three verses this morning. But I'll spare you and not do that this morning. But anyway, uh, but we'll, we'll only spend 45 minutes. No, just kidding, just kidding. But, but no, th this thing is full and rich uh, of what really was going on because it's what it's saying that in the beginning, now you know this was in the beginning. We all look at Genesis as in the beginning. Actually, this was before Genesis. It says, even before the Lord made the heavens and the earth, there was something eternally happening that had to do with the Word who is Jesus. And it tells us that the Word uh, in the beginning, the Word was with God and the Word was God and He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through Him. So all of that creation was made through the Word that was here in the beginning. And, and what happened at Christmas, what happens at Christmas that we are celebrating is the fact that all of that eternal Glory, all of that eternal word that was there in the beginning that brought everything into being decided that it wasn't going to stay just up there in heaven. It wasn't going to stay just showing up here and there and, and, and through a prophet or so. No, that eternal word decided that he is going to put on flesh and bones and come and be here with us. And he came in the form of a baby. Now, I know we usually call babies, we say it's just a bundle of joy. And they are, they are, until they poop in their pants. And then, whoop, not so joyful then. But anyway, but, but no, but babies, uh, but, but what we see here and what I want to talk about, look at John 1, 14, just the very first of that verse. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I love the way that Eugene Peterson puts it in his paraphrase called the Message Bible. He said, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. And all of that glory, all of the fullness of the eternal God in heaven 
decided to come and be with us. And that's what happened at Christmas. That's what happened at Christmas. And so we want to talk about what those bundles of heaven were that came to be with us through Christmas. What bundles of heaven came through Jesus Christ? Number one is this. Jesus brought bundles of God's light of the world. Jesus brought, when he came into the world, he brought bundles of God's light into the world. And I don't know about you, but there's been some dark times lately in this world. Amen? And don't get me wrong, there's been dark times all throughout eternity. There's been dark times and, and everything. And in fact, the Bible says that in the beginning, it was pretty dark. In fact, if you look back there at Genesis, what was the first thing that God had to do? He said, let there be light. He separated the dark. The light from the darkness. He separated the day from the night. That was one of the first things he did. And he has been doing that ever since. And when he sent Jesus, he sent that very light to you and to me for whatever dark circumstances we have. Look, I, I, love, I love what it says there in, in John 1 verses 4 and 5. It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. You know what that means? It means that when God's light shines through, no matter how great your darkness is, it does not know what to do with the light of God. Amen? Amen. And I don't care if it's darkness from addiction. I don't care if it's darkness from grief. I don't care if it's darkness from what somebody has done to us or what we did or the shame that we feel over it. Whatever darkness is there, it does not have to be the end of your story because God's light has come in Jesus. Amen. He brought heavens. Amen. Amen. He brought heavenly bundles of God's light. Second of all, Jesus brought bundles of God's glory. Not only was it God's light that came, but also it was God's glory that came. That John 1 verse 14, if you read a little more into that verse or a little more further, it says, And the Word became flesh and blood and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. Now you need to understand what glory is. God's glory is the fullness of His presence. It's the fullness of His presence. And, and if you look at the Old Testament, we hear a lot about the glory of God, and, and we see it in action. And, and if you remember Moses, after he had led the, the, the Hebrew people out of Israel, I mean, out of Egypt, and they had gone, they were, he was meeting with God and, and in the wilderness and about to lead them to the promised land. Do y'all remember Moses was getting his marching orders from God? And God said, okay, it's time for you to take them to the promised land. And Moses is like, I can't go unless your presence goes with me. And that was a great thing for Moses to say. But Moses, I don't know if he just got a, a little curious or what. And he says, Lord, while we're here, show me your glory. Show me your glory. I, I want to see, I want to feel, I want to see the full presence of you. And, and, and here's what God says to him. God says, you couldn't take it. You remember that movie, I think, Officer and the Gentleman or, some, or, not, or whatever it was. And he says, you can't take the truth. Do you remember that? Or whatever. It was like God saying to Moses, you couldn't take my glory. You couldn't, you couldn't handle it. And so he says, go over there and hide behind that rock. And I'll pass, my glory will pass by you, and you can catch just a glimpse of the backside 
of my glory. And he does that. And Moses catches just a glimpse of the backside of God's glory. And when he does, that is enough to motivate him and empower him and equip him to go and lead the children to the promised land, to lead the Hebrew people to the promised land. Now, here's the good news. All, even Moses, as great as he was, all he could get was just a glimpse of the backside of God's glory. But in Jesus Christ, we beheld the fullness of His glory. We beheld the fullness of God and who He is and His presence and His power and it's available to you and to me. All the glory of heaven was wrapped up in this little child, in this bundle of heaven. And because of that, nothing could stand between us and God any longer. I love, uh, there was a story that, that has been told for years, and it, it's this father's trying to get his little boy to bed, and, and the little boy is uh, there and, and is scared, watched something scary on the TV before getting to bed and all, and his father's trying to calm him down and say, it's okay, and all, and the boy wants him to stay in there, and he says, no. Don't worry, God will be with you in here. And the little boy holds on to his father's hand and the skin of his hand and says, Well, I wish God had skin so that I could hold on to it. And you know, the thing about it is, the good news is, folks, the fullness of our God put on skin. And he came to be one of us so that he could be God with us. And we get to behold His glory. That's what I pray for every Sunday, is His glory will be so powerful in these services that we won't be able to handle it. That we won't be able to take it. And that people will ride by and say, there is something going on at that church because of the glory of God. And it came through Jesus. And lastly is this. Jesus brought bundles of God's grace and truth. God's grace and truth. Look at John 1.14. Like I say, I could just preach on this verse for a while this morning. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. So the fullness of God right there in Jesus. And then it says, full of grace and truth. When we get God's glory... It comes with grace and truth. It comes with all His grace. It comes with all His truth. It comes in the fullness of that. And, and that's what He's come to give. Full of grace and truth. Now here's the thing. A lot of people, they like to go one way or the other. They like to be all truth and no grace. In other words, you've got to live by this, 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 and this. And if you mess it up, you are in trouble. And, and we, we're not going to let you in and all this kind of thing. And then there's other folks that just kind of, oh, we're all about grace. And it's grace, grace, grace. And we ain't worried about no truth. Whatever you do, it don't matter. You know, we just do what you want and, and get by. And then, and, and all because Jesus is grace and, and everything. You've always heard that thing before. It's easier to ask forgiveness or per, for, uh, than permission. Amen. And, and we just live it like that with God a lot of times, too, and everything. And so we don't worry about truth. That, hey, look, the founder of our Methodist movement was dead set against both of those extremes. In fact, there was this long word that I antinomianism 
And you won't talk about that one at lunch. But anyway, um, but it, and, and that's where you just kind of do what you want. As long as you have faith, you're good to go. That's not, what it, that's not what grace is about. We combine grace with truth because you know what? That's what Jesus did. Jesus was constantly calling people to a closer walk with him. He was constantly calling people to a closer relationship and to live a certain way. He was constantly calling us to holiness. That's what he was calling us and pointing us towards holiness. And at the very same time, he was always showing grace and never condemning and never shaming, but always offer grace. John 1 verses 16 and 17 says, And of his fullness... We have all received and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace upon grace. You know what kind of grace? He gave us provenient grace. Grace that would go before us. Before we ever said yes to Him, God was already at work in our life. That justifying grace, that grace that pardons and forgives us. Justification, just as if I never sinned. That's what he did on the cross for us, and he offers us that grace. And then it doesn't stop there. It's like the ShamWow guy. Wait, there's more. He gives us sanctifying grace. Grace that continues to help us grow in holiness and live the way that God's called us to live. See, here's the thing. Perry Noble said it like this. He tells the story, or, or he talks about, what if, you, what if you went to the bank one day, you owe about $50,000, you go to the bank, and you're kind of in a mess, and you say, you know what, I am having a hard time paying for this. And the banker decides to say, you know what, we're going to erase your debt. We're going to forgive your debt completely. We're going to erase it, we're going to forgive it, I don't know about y'all, I'd be a happy man, amen? We'd be happy. But what if he said, in fact, we're erasing your debt, and you got ready to sign the paper saying, and, and they were giving you, saying you, you were, you were debt-free, and then all of a sudden he said, you know what, I'm actually going to do more than that. I'm actually going to deposit $50,000 into your account. We're going to forgive you the $50,000 that you owe, and we're going to deposit $50,000 in your account. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a blessing, amen? That's what grace is. That's what God's grace is. Not only has He forgiven us of the sin debt that we owe, but then He says, I'm going to also give you grace to go forward and to live for me. Not, it's not just about what happened, but it's about what happens Jesus said, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He says, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Folks, let's receive those bundles of God's heaven, of heaven that Jesus has brought to us. Let's receive those bundles from heaven today. You know, uh, Bobby Shuler talks about going to visit Israel. And um, on his trip to Israel, he said that 
And, and we've gone to Israel one time, and I hope, Lord, have mercy, I hope this COVID thing will go away so we can go one day again and take another trip. And, um, but he said, and, and first place we went was Bethlehem whenever our, our group went, and he said that he was there at Bethlehem, had been several times, but one time he was, uh, there was a car that came to pick him up, and he was riding, and he said oftentimes we, we don't think about, when we think of Middle East or think about the Holy Land, we think about, uh, of course, we think about Jews and we think about Muslims, and that's kind of what all the press and politics and all is around, but at the same time, there, we, we forget that there are Palestinian Christians that are there in the Holy Land. And he said it was a Palestinian Christian that picked them up at the airport in Bethlehem. And they were riding through. And, and he said, I'm making talk with them and, 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 and talking. And he said, that he said, you know what? I bet Bethlehem is incredible at Christmas time for Palestinian Christians. I bet it's... He said, well, you know what? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, there's extra services and... There's some festivals and dinners and things. And so, yeah, it's pretty good. He says, but for us Christians, here in Bethlehem, Christmas is every day. Think about it. He says, because we carry Jesus here. And if we are carrying Jesus here, folks, those bundles of heaven should be present in our life every day. Not just today, not just yesterday on Christmas Sunday, on Christmas Day, not just today on the first Sunday after Christmas or next week on Epiphany Sunday. No, every day we need to be carrying what Jesus brought us. We need to be taking it to the world. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. And today we pray that you will just move in a mighty and awesome way. Lord, I don't know whose life may be filled with some darkness this morning. Maybe it's somebody in here or somebody watching. But Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that your light, your heavenly light, will shine in such a way that the darkness of our lives cannot comprehend it. That the darkness doesn't know what to do with it. Maybe there's somebody here, Lord, that just needs to see your glory just needs to feel the fullness of your presence so that nothing else really matters except our relationship with you. Maybe there's somebody here, Lord, that we just need to get it right. And we need to ask God for the balance in our life between grace and truth. Maybe we've been living it one way or the other. Maybe we haven't been offering ourselves or anyone else any grace. Maybe we've been living just under grace in such a way that we have forgotten about the power of truth and the holiness that it points us to. Lord, we pray that your bundles of heaven will pour out on us and in us today. In Jesus' name, amen.